Father, we thank you for this hour. We've been ministering to you in worship and praises. This time around, oh God, we desire to speak to us. Father, speak in essence, clearance to you. Jehovah, we speak to our hearts that the message, oh God, will circumcise our hearts. And Lord, cause your words to be indelible in our hearts. Grant us your grace not to be hearers, but doers of the world. To the glory and honor of your name. In the name of Jesus Christ we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Today we are marking the 11th anniversary of the planting of this church. And I'm happy I've been a part of this church all this while. Amen. We are, we are trying, we are here trying to give thanksgiving unto the Lord. But with a little bit of difference. Today is heart offering unto the Lord. A harvest, not just of what you have come to give unto the Lord, but a harvest of my soul and your soul unto the Lord. A time of complete dedication. A time of reconsecration. If you have been consecrated before, the Lord said, I want super consecration of your life unto me. I want greater dedication of your life to my work and to myself. A time of showing appreciation to what God has done for us. Numerous blessings, cares, healings, provisions, and other countless things, protections against the devourers, against our enemies, both seen and unseen. It's a time that we have to say, we have to bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. Let's see what is in Psalm 103. Psalm 103. We just take a bit of what is there. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that's within me. Bless His holy name. That's my heart. All that's within me. The one that is not seen. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not. And forget not. And forget not. What? Some benefits, some benefits, all his benefits. Like what? Who forgiveth all thy what? Iniquities. Who healeth all thy diseases. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Who crowned thee with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfied thy mouth with good things and so that thy youth is renewed like that of eagles? In translation, one translation says, Who loaded you? 
who loves you with manifold blessings, many, many folds, folds upon folds of blessings. The Lord has been loading on us. He says, let us remain appreciative. Let us be grateful to the Lord. Let us say, Father, we thank you. And that is what we have come to do. But like the prophecy said, some are here unprepared. There's a time of grace. If you come here unprepared, begin to adjust. Say something to the Lord because I've seen you. The Lord sees the hearts. He declares it thoughts. Before him, minds are read. Actions are known. He has seen what you are here with. He said you are here rejoicing. But you are empty. You are not coming here to say, Lord, I am grateful. He has seen you. There is no hiding place with God. Amen? He has seen you. So begin to adjust. If you wanted to give one naira, Begin to agree with him. Find out what down do you want. Go into dialogue with him. Begin to talk it over with him. Settle the matter with him. Because I've seen you. You have seen how you are here. And all that you are here with. And the Lord is saying, begin to adjust. I've seen you. You can't hide anymore. I've seen you. Who loaded you? Some of us got promotions this year. Some of us got one thing, one elevation or the other. Maybe by you, your wife, your children, your neighbors, your relations, your parents. In one way or the other, the Lord has blessed you. So don't forget these benefits, these blessings, a catalog of them. Numerous. Too many to number. But the Lord said, don't forget them. I am the Lord that healed you. That healing you got. That uh, Panadol you took, whether it's extraordinary, and your, the headache you are going through stopped. It is not because of the power of the Panadol. It's because I willed it. It's because I purposed it. It is because I ordained it. Because I've declared, so shall it be. A lot of deliverances. Amen? The Lord is saying, I want you to thank me. I want you to appreciate what I have done. I have done so many things for you within the year. And part of what the vicar told us is that in this church, throughout this year, 2015, nobody had gone the other side. It does not mean that those who went to the other side to the better place is disadvantage. No. But the Lord has provi- provided and protected and preserved all of us. It's a thing of thanksgiving. It's a thing worth glorifying God for. Let us draw some inspirations from the word of God. Especially from what we read both in our first reading and our second reading. In Exodus chapter 35, It is true we started reading from verse number 21 to 29. 
But it may be necessary to take us a little backwards. Take us a little backwards so from verse 4. If you like, you can read from verse 1 and just go through it on your own while I do some explanations. The church, the leaders of this church are gathered, gathered us together today as Moses did in this chapter 35 with the children of Israel. If you want to read from verse 4, it says, And Moses spake unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, This is the thing which the Lord commanded. This is the thing which the Lord commanded. We have gathered you here to say the same thing or reiterate the old facts, the old truth of the gospel. This is the law, what the Lord commanded. Take ye from among you an offering unto the Lord. Take an offering unto the Lord. How and who, whosoever is of our what? Our willing hearts. Let him bring it. Not under coercion. Not under persuasion. Whosoever is of a willing heart, let him bring it. An offering of the Lord, gold and silver and brass. If you go down from that verse 5, down, 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 down to verse 9. A list of so many precious things. Not the leftovers in the house. Not the ones you can no longer make use of. The best. Gold is the best of metals. Am I correct? It's the best quality in the metal family. It is the best. Gold, silver, brass, or bronze. The best in sports. Those that win the first position. They're giving gold. The next person, silver. The next one, bronze. But these people collected so what are you here now with? Is this of gold quality? Or silver quality? Or bronze quality? It could be anyone down, down, down. You see the leaks? You say all kinds of things. You may have been here with anything. But one quality required or forced each and every one of us. Are you bringing it willingly? Is it of a willing heart you are doing it? Is it because you want to show off? Is it because you want to display it so that others can say that you are the best giver, you have outgiven every other person? The Lord is seeing the motive behind what you are trying to do. Because you already said, I've seen your heart. The Lord said it. I didn't say that. I'm already recording it. Is it of good quality? Is it of silver quality? What are you here with? What are we going to show appreciation unto the Lord with? And the Lord commanded and said, These gifts, from verse 11 to 20, and I said, These gifts should be used to be in charge of the tabernacle of the congregation. Of ministering in the temple of God. And that came 
verse 21 where we took our reading. And verse 21 said, And they came. Which people came? The people that Moses invited and told exactly what God required from them. And all the vicar and the people here may have been happened on this Thanksgiving today. The congregation here and the visitors here may have been hearing about it. And they came. Came with what? And they came. Verse 21. And they came. What did they come with? And they came. If you go to verse 23, 22 again, and said, and they came. And they came. Everyone. How? Whose hearts stirred up in him. Arousal of hearts. They were excited. They were motivated in their spirit. They were persuaded by the spirit of God. They were of a willing heart. They gave willingly at part to measure up in commensurate to what God has done for them. So if God has done something for me this year, I wouldn't want to use because you brought a cup of milk. I said, I want to bring a cup of milk. No. I'm supposed to do it to be at level with what God has done for me. So you check out. What has God done for you? Is your heart tearing you up? As we discussed with the Lord, is your heart tearing up in you to say what we're going to do? And everyone whom is made willing, and they brought the last offering to the work of the tabernacle of the congregation. And for all his service, and for the holy garments, and down, down. 22. And they came, both men and women. Nobody was left out. Men and women, male and female, all required to come with thanksgiving to the altar of God's congregation. And they came and they started enumerating so many things they came with. Verse 23, and every man, and every man with whom was found blue or purple and scarlet and fine linen and gose and red skins of rams and badger skins brought them. Everyone that did offer an off, offering of silver and bronze brought the lost offering. That offering was not called the lost own because they had decided before time what to come with. It didn't take them by surprise. They had thought about it, planned about it in the house, and they came. And they brought it. And you are here. Have you come to give the Lord your best? That 2015 is a year of bountiful harvest. Which are still, still here. Why the Lord says, I am here to bless. And that's what we're going to see in the New Testament reading. Where he says that if you sow sparingly, what will happen? The angel here will give you sparingly to go backwards. Hello? Uh If you are here to give sparingly, be sure you are going away what? Sparingly. 
it's not going to be our portion. Amen? But he said, if you sow bountifully, the Lord is going to load you with many more blessings. He's going to load you with plenteous of his blessings. The Lord is going to load you with his, with, with his benefits, with more healings, with more elevations or promotions, with more provisions. Exodus chapter 25 verse 2. Exodus 25 verse 2. Speak unto the children of Israel that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly. Emphasize again. Of every man that bringeth how? Willingly. With his heart. Then the priests are told, take it. So if you are here and you are not bringing this offering willingly, please, you better go back with them. The Lord does not desire that. Willingly, God loves a cheerful giver. God loves a willing giver. And that's what God is saying. When you do it, as a requirement for offering unto the Lord. It must be willingly done. Don't do it because others are doing it. Another requirement is that you do it according to ability. You do it according to what? Ability. As much as you have. Deuteronomy 16 verse 17. Deuteronomy Chapter 16, verse 17. Every man shall give as he is able according to the blessing of the Lord thy God which he has given thee. In other words, if the Lord has given me a fresh contract this year, I may be from the former 50 million to 100 million or 500 million, I need to give it to be at par with that level. According to as God has prospered you, according to how you are able, if God, if you are a student here, the Lord knows you are a student. And He expects, expects from you students' what? Offering. If you're a student here, and you give us a car key, a car costing five million naira, we will look at you again as human beings. Are we correct? We will. We will ask you some questions. And you need to, you owe us some, you owe us some explanations. But if you're a papa or a mama here, and you give us that, we say praise the Lord because we know you're able to do it. The Lord has so provide, prospered you according to that uh, level. According as you are able. Don't mind if others are giving 10 naira, 20 naira, 500 naira, 1,000 naira, and you gave 5,000 naira. Don't think you have deceived anybody. Is that your ability? The Lord sees that which is your ability. 
The Lord knows that which is ability. You can't hide it from him. Remember he says, I'm already here. And I'm watching you. The time I'm going to give it. I'm watching you. My eyes are on you. My eyes are seeing you. Is it according to your ability? If you give according to your ability with a willing heart, that's the time that God blows on and causes expansion upon it. So if you want to expand, you want to enlarge your course or your capacity to receive, therefore, give willingly according to your ability and the Lord will uh, bless you. And that's what he says in First Chronicles chapter 29. First Chronicles 29 verse 9. Then the people rejoiced. We have been rejoicing. We are yet to rejoice again. Then the people rejoiced. Which the Lord has said, I've accepted your rejoicing. For that they offered willingly. By the time we finish, we'll know whether you're going to do it. For they offered willingly. Because with what? With what? With what? Look at your Bible. It could be some rendering, but we'll still give us the same meaning. With what? Not half-hazard hearts. Not half-hearted hearts. With what? A perfect heart without a dot. Or a wrinkle or a spot with a perfect heart with a perfect heart they offered willingly to the Lord and David the king also rejoiced with what? a great joy we wanted to thrill the ministers of the gospel here because we shall come to give unto the Lord with a willing heart with a perfect heart and according to our ability. That perfect heart doesn't come from the blues. It must come from the inside of you. And it is that kind of heart the Lord desires. It is that kind of heart the Lord wants to give unto him. Unto him, the Lord desires a perfect and a willing heart. Ezra chapter 2. Ezra chapter 2, verse 69. They gave after the ability unto the treasure of the work three score and one thousand drams of gold and five thousand pounds of silver and one hundred garments. They gave according to their ability with what? A perfect heart. A heart that was not trying to deceive anybody. Second, Second Corinthians 9. Second Corinthians chapter 9. Paul was here trying to urge the Corinthians in Achaia, to tell them I'm going to come with brethren from Macedonia. And when we come, please don't disgrace us. Get yourselves ready. Get fully prepared. How? Because when they shall come here, 
Let not what we have told them, they will find otherwise. We have told them that in this church, the Lord is able to make a way where there is no way. The Lord is able to minister healing, minister grace to the needy. We have told them in this place, the hopeless finds hope. The, hope, the, the despair finds succor and solace. And to that end, when they shall come, shall that be confirmed? And the Bible says, as was watching them, in verse 5, said, Therefore, I thought it necessary to exhort you, the brethren, that you go before unto you and make up before your bounty. Whereof ye had noticed before that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not of covetousness. But this I say, he which soweth cunningly, he which soweth so that the priest will not know, he which soweth to deceive the people shall also be deceived. Hello? Because God is not mocked. Whatever man sows, he shall also do what? Reap. For God is not mocked. Whatever man sows, he shall also reap. If you sow bountifully, he shall reap bountifully. Every man in verse 7, according to as he has purpose in his heart. How you've made up your mind. The decision you are taking while you are at home or the decision you are taking while you are here. The Lord is saying, so let him give. Not grudgingly. Not of necessity. For God loves a cheerful word giver. Uh, some people may be saying, well now, he's not talking about me. It's like I've been trying to do this or do that. God is talking about you, not me. The Lord has told you, don't try to shortchange me. Don't do that. Otherwise, you're playing with fire. It's better you don't play like Ananias and Sapphira. When the property was theirs, it was at their discretion not to even sell it. They would still be enjoying the fellowship of the brethren. But when they decided to, you shouldn't have lied. Tell the truth, and the devil will run away from you. The Bible is saying here, do it as a way of sowing. Seeds, and the rewards will come. In First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 8. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 8. Now he that planted and he that watered are one. And every man shall receive his own what? Reward according to his labor. Now when somebody will come tomorrow and say, it was in that harvest. After the message, my heart was set up in me. I did this. And tomorrow, God did this for me. You begin to jealous him. You begin to convert him. If you want to have that kind of blessing, do something for the Lord today. Because the Lord he wants that kind of thing for his own people. Second part, the Lord says, I want those that will give with a perfect heart. No heart can be perfect without Jesus reigning in that heart. No heart can be perfect. Nobody can give willingly, cheerfully, according to 
ability, without hypocrisy, or pretenses, or cunnings, or trying to smart God, without Jesus being the central theme of that being. In other words, if we must do that, then we must first give Jesus the prime position in our lives. We must first give us Jesus the pride of place in our hearts. And Jesus is saying, even if you bring an amount that can rebuild this church and furnish it the way it is, if Jesus is not there, that gift is nonsense. It is rubbish. It's of no consequence. The perfect heart is a heart that is at peace with God. And Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He doesn't receive the gifts of those that are not at peace with him. Because first, he needs to accept what he has done, the provision he has made for us on the cross. And that's why God, first and foremost, taught us how to give. By giving us his very best. That's Jesus. Jesus is the best and the best gift ever given to mankind. And that is why there's no salvation in any other except in him. Because there's no other name given under heaven whereby we shall be saved except in the name of Jesus. No other name. Among men, under the planet earth, it doesn't matter how eloquent you defend it, you argue it, you personalize it, it doesn't matter. What is important is that no other name. And God, because of that, he has given us his, he can't reject it. I want to give him some. What have you given him? Even the prayer of somebody who does not know Jesus, God says it's an abomination. He doesn't go with it. Therefore, God is expecting you and I to first of all do what he said to us. He said in his word, my son, I need first and foremost your heart. In Proverbs chapter 23 verse 26. Proverbs 23, 26. My son, give me thy heart. That heart I want to be willing. That heart that will do it with ability. That heart that will do it without hypocrisy. He says, give me that heart. And let thy eyes observe my ways. And make up your mind to obey my word. And make up your mind and incline your attention to respect my word. Once you do that, whatever you bring here, I will accept. My son, my daughter, give me your heart, says the Lord. And this is the kind of heart that will be solely dependent on the Lord. The kind of heart that Joshua and Caleb 
possessed. When the Bible recorded in book of Numbers, chapter 32, verse 12, when the other disciples were caving in because of the fear of the enemies, they were caving in because of the fear of the enemies. Joshua and Caleb said, No, these enemies are bread for us. These enemies are bread for us. You know what God did? God gave them good. I said, Joshua and Caleb, they were wholly followed me. Numbers 32 12. They have wholly, they depended on me. They've observed my ways. They are dependent upon my word. They've inclined my their hearts unto obeying me. My word is a word, is a light unto their path and a lamp unto their feet. They've been observing me. They've been respecting me. Because Joshua and Caleb, because they knew the word, they knew the Lord they were serving. The threat of the enemies were nothing to them. The other time said, Yes, we have seen the, the giants. And to them, we are nothing before them. We are like a grasshopper. They've just finished us. They've just blown us and we are finished. This person no. With the Lord on our side, we are going to triumph. This is the kind of heart the Lord is urging us to come. This kind of heart the Lord wants us to develop. And the Lord will sign his signature on it. And that heart will be established not with meat, but with the word of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This kind of heart that people like the people of Judah when Asa, the king of Judah, was reported as unto the law that he did what was right in the sight of God. And God reckoned it to him. This is a heart that in any office you are, in any establishment you are, in any organization you find yourself, only do that which is right unto the Lord. It doesn't matter whose ox is God. And God will take you good. And God will sanction you there. A heart that fears nothing but God. A heart that, a heart that hates iniquity and sin. A heart that trembles at the word of the Lord. That a heart that can come willingly and give it unto the Lord. And at that time, the Bible says, the men of Judah identified with Asa, and they went to battle, and the enemies came, and the queen of the king Asa called the Lord. As I look at them, look at them, O oh Lord, we have no might of our own. But it doesn't matter with you. We are coming with 500 or 300 men. But these guys are coming with a million. They will just catch us one by one. That's all we can do. But you, O oh Lord, it doesn't matter with you whether the people are many or with few. When you want to give deliverance, you give your deliverance. Save us and deliver us to God. And God said, deliverance for you. And God gave them deliverance. And Asa had victory. This is a heart that will be steadfast on God. Not like Asa. Even though it started well. Are you a Christian? And you are here. You started well with the Lord. What is the state of your heart today? What is the state of your heart? That man, Esa, that king, Esa, started with God. At another time, the enemies came. The Egyptians came. 
They came and built embankment in that place. And Esther started trembling. They said he started trembling. And I was trembling instead of calling the God of heaven. Instead of sending his telephone to glory. Esther walked as a man. Esther's heart was discouraged. But he forgot that if he was to walk by the will of God, according to Joshua 1.8, the Bible says, this book of the law, 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 this word of God, shall not depart. Shall not depart from you, but you shall constantly meditate, put it into practice, all the days of your what? Life. Then you shall have good success. You shall make your way prosperous. Esau forgot that. And when the king of Egypt came, Esau went to seek for alliance with the Syrians. He went for alliance. You brother here, you your sister here, you think with a line with the enemy, trying to have a shortcut, you make it. The Lord is saying no. I don't know why the message is going this way. You could be here, but it's like you are no longer as fervent in the spirit as you ought to be. You are no longer steadfastly beholding the face of the Lord. Why? You are not looking at the multitude of challenges, problems around you. Don't you know the God who did it yesterday? Oh God, what has been our help in ages past is still our strength for tomorrow. What can you see depend on God? Esther went, made alliance with Syrians. As a matter of fact, he was very diplomatic. He went as a political not. He went along with the king, and then the king of Syria went and started fighting Egypt, and the king of Egypt went back. And what happened? Esther thought he had made it. And the Bible says, Esther thought he had gotten victory, but the Lord said, no way. Why? Because he depended on the arm of the flesh. Because he, he forgot the Lord that had delivered him in previous several battles. Are you forgetting the Lord anywhere? Are you forgetting the Lord anywhere? Why don't you, why don't you behave like Joseph and Mary? The day they left Jesus in the temple and went for three days journey. Your own may be one year. Your own may be one day. When they got back to the same place, they found Jesus there. Why don't you trace back your steps? What is it that is in the world that's tearing your attention apart from service, loyalty, and commitment to the Lord? You think you are making it better now. No way. Watch it. Watch it. Because a man's life is not reckoned by the abundance of the things which he has. It is by your fellowship with the Lord. Because God made us that we might have fellowship with Him. God wants to enjoy fellowship with us. And that's why He said we are made for His own pleasure. We were and are created. That we might give Him pleasure. Now God will enjoy us. He has told us He has enjoyed our worship and our praises. He wants to keep enjoying it. In my private house, in my office, God wants to keep enjoying fellowship with me. He wants to deal with you. How about your life? How have you been spending it? How? 
Are going to be like Esther. When you thought you have landed using undue means to compromise the standard and you are depending on the arm of the flesh. The Bible says the arm of the flesh shall fail you. It has never helped anybody. It has never helped anybody. And that is why if you don't depend on God, it doesn't matter what you give him here. He wants pleasurable, pleasurable fellowship with you more than your money. More than your gifts. He enjoys better fellowship with your heart, with my heart, more than any other thing. Praise the Lord. It's not left for us to make a choice. Possibly you are here. You've not made a definite commitment of your life to Jesus. You've not for one day said, Jesus, come into my heart. Come and be my Lord, my Savior, and my everything. That indeed, I want to live, I want to move, I want to have my being. Today is your opportunity. Or you have said it, time without number. But you are not fervent. You are not steering yourself up. You have a company, you have a role to play. God cannot do his own and do your own. When he is doing his own, he wants to bring your own part. Obedience is our own part. Compliance to his word is our own part. And God will do his own. God is a covenant keeper. The fault and problem is with us. But today, today, during this Thanksgiving of 1-1-11th anniversary, it could be a change in your life. Your method of giving unto the Lord can change. And then your pocket will change. Your establishment will change. Your level in life will change. Every around you will change. It could be that you want a fresh changing of your heart. God wants all together from us. God wants every one of us to come nearer to him. The Bible says, draw nearer to God and he will do what? Draw nearer to you. And that's where you say your heart. You give. He has already told us he's seen our empty pockets. And those who have stopped our pocket with something, God is also seen. And he shall reward you. God shall reward you. Make up your minds. Stay up your soul. So bountifully. So to your heart. Give your heart to the Lord. Make the Lord your anchor. Make him your, your defense. Make him your fortress. Make God your refuge and your strength. And you see God fighting on your behalf. Those things you think are impossible. You see God bringing them to pass. Impossibility is just with us. But to him that believeth. All shall be possible. Let us rise and pray. In our presenting our thanks of offering to the Lord, the Lord is saying in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, presenting yourself a living sacrifice. A living sacrifice. The type that God can accept. Not the type you can present. It is not every offering that the Lord accepts. You provide an offering as a goat with one eye or one broken leg, the Lord will not accept it. But God says, first of all, present your bodies, your life, your hands, nose, eyes, ears, mouth, 
Hello, let's present them to the Lord now. To be a living sacrifice is a time of rededication of our lives. A turn to God was enabled us to come thus far in 2015. Unto the Lord was helped us to come thus far in serving Him, in obeying Him, in bearing His light and being the salt of the earth. Presenting your life. It could be the message I touched in one way or the other. Place your life in his hands. Commit your one to him. Speak to the Lord. What is it that the Lord has seen? Which has complained about? What is it that the Lord has seen? Which says, I don't want. There's going to be a change. Tidy that area up with the Lord. The Lord is seeing you. The Lord sees everything. He's reading your heart. Are you a Christian? You've been a Christian over the years. But today, uh, you're no longer a servant. You're not lukewarm. The Lord says, stay your eyes up. Quit it like men. Stay your eyes up. Don't allow the enemy to cheat you anymore. Quit like a man. Don't be dismayed. Don't be fearful. I am the Lord. I'm here to help you. I will stand to you. I will bear you up with the right hand of my righteousness. And you are here. You have not made peace with God. Don't be ashamed. A lot of us decided for Jesus in a congregation like this. If you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus. So that your heart can be right with him and your offering will be acceptable by God. I want you to raise your hands. We're going to pray with you. Raise up your hands if you want to give your life to Jesus. Whatever you are, or you're a Christian, the Lord said you are backsliding. You're no longer at the level of hotness. Your zeal is waxing cold. The Lord is seeing you. Raise up your hand. The Lord wants to warm you up. Want to pray that whatever the caterpillar, the palmer one may have eaten in your life, that makes your that made your heart to wax cold will be revamped. We will be brought back to life. Thus indicate by raising your hand. The Lord is there, and He's there to bless. He's there to upgrade. He's here to rejuvenate. He's here to inspire. He's here to make anew. He's here to update you. He's here to upgrade you. He's here to polish you. He's here to beautify you. Instead of ashes, He'll give you beauty. You beauty. Then you can serve the Lord in the beauty of His holiness. Because you are now in line with him. You are at the same level with the law. This is your time. The Lord is saying, don't hide. Don't hide. Talk it over, I'm here to bless you. I've already policed and positioned my angels. 
who will be here to bless you. Now here to see the nitty gritty of your heart, the details of your thoughts. And it's going to reward you as as your heart is, the Lord will help you. Talk it over with the Lord. I want the vicar to now summarize and pray with us. Our Father, we give our lives back to you afresh in the name of Jesus. We bring our hearts, we bring our lives, we prepare ourselves. The gifts are just but a token. But you have promised to bless and Lord will receive your blessing even now in the name of Jesus. Lord, you will bless and meet our needs according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And that which we give is just a token as an account for us, as a remembrance. But God, for every area of need here, for a greater and closer walk with you with a willing and perfect heart, we surrender ourselves in the name of Jesus. Lord, for a more dedicated work with you, looking unto you, the author and finish of our faith, we offer ourselves unto you. Lord, for the whole of our being, our resources, and all that we are, on a continuous basis, we offer ourselves to you as a living sacrifice. Have us first. Have our hearts. Have our lives. Have our moments. Have our time. Have our ambitions and our aspirations. And Lord, may they be offered unto you a sweet-smelling sacrifice. Use them and use us to your greater glory and blessing. In the name of Jesus, we make ourselves a pleasure to you. We make ourselves a delight to you. And may your word bring even a refining in us of a closer walk with you. Every day, trust in you. More consecrated. And Father, as we remember your goodness and your mercy, and we give as a token of contact, bless us according to your word today in the name of Jesus. Lift up the bodies. Visit the need. And Make our needs according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You will keep your word in the name of Jesus. You will touch our lives in the name of Jesus. That which remains, you will perfect it to your glory. May your name be praised and magnified and worshipped and lifted up above all things. Thank you, Father. And thank you for your minister whom you used to speak to us. May all glory, honor, adoration and praise be given unto you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say amen. And everybody say amen. Put your hands together for Jesus.